cliffcentral.com it's Kupu, it's Kupu, yours ain't banging like mine, no. Yo, what's up guys, it's your girl Gigi LeMaine and you're tuned into The Unplugged Radio Show on Thursdays right here on Cliff Central from 12 to 1 p.m., baby. Are you ready? Are you ready? I don't know if you're ready, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unplugged Radio Show. My name is Sampiwe Petros, and it's been a while, man. I've missed you guys, but I'm in studio today by myself with you, and we're going to share a journey today. We're going to talk about a whole lot of things, and uh, I hope you're well. I hope you're doing the most, and uh, living life unplugged and in charge. So if you're interested in getting involved in today's conversation, always get involved on social media by tweeting hashtag Unplugged Radio Show. I'll be reading out some of your tweets as we go along. And um, the focus of today is simply based on a question. I've got a question for you. When they said you couldn't do it, what did you do about it? Today I'm going to share a couple of lessons on the journey that I've been on in this life. Where did I all start? What did it take for me to get where I'm at? And as I share my story, I hope that it inspires you to rise above your current circumstances and be in charge of your future because you have everything you need in you to become the person you were created and called to be. I don't care what anybody tells you, what they said you can't. I think it's time to stand up and believe that the fact that they said you couldn't do it is a sign that you can do it. They're just trying to drag you down to their level. And make you believe that you don't have what it takes There's greatness in you And you need to realize that greatness And let's start with my journey And where it all started I don't think I've shared this with you before But uh, I'm going to really open up And tell you what they said I couldn't do Tell you how many times they said no to me And tell you more specifically How I rose above all of that To be where I'm at today I'm not saying I've made it in life I don't think I ever want to feel like I've arrived or made it Life is a journey And the end is so beautiful That we can't even imagine it right now There's no limit to who you are or what you can become So I never want to feel like I've arrived I humble myself continually to the purpose That I've been created and called to live out And I really pursue and persist in this journey it all started for me as a little skinny kid born in port elizabeth yes i'm that closer kid that moved from pe to pretoria and now living my life in gauteng and trying to do the most in my life i remember when i was born um my parents always told me stories of how i used to be reckless and uh, a mess uh, an adventurous kid at heart always pursuing what i shouldn't have been doing i remember when i was uh, about one years old a wall almost fall, fell on my head. Um, we were staying uh, close to King Williamstown at the time at Dimbaza. And um, in Dimbaza, we were building a house there. Um, or trying to... Oh, no, it was actually Bisho, not at Dimbaza, because Dimbaza is next to King Williamstown. In Bisho. And uh, we were, they were building and stuff like that. And um, I remember I, I knowing myself and knowing who I am today, it actually makes a whole lot of sense when uh, they said that I was walking around with the boulders and how this wall almost collapsed on my head. But I'm still here. I'm still talking to you and I'm still uh, living life in charge. Imagine that wall actually fell on my head. I actually, I'm actually grateful that it didn't fall on my head because I truly believe that um, there's a purpose for my life and there's a purpose for you. And um, that, fall, that wall didn't fall on me. I'm still out here. I went on this journey called life and uh, I was continually told that I don't fit in. I was continually told that I don't have what it takes, but uh, I rose above that journey. I went on this journey. Now, my question to you as I carry on sharing my story is um, simple. Another question that I want to share with you specifically is what did they tell you? What did they say about you? Did you allow their opinions of you to define who you are and where you're going? 
Because it's a very difficult journey, this thing called life. But if we allow ourselves to be limited by the opinions of others, are we not limiting our destiny? Are we not limiting our potential and the power that we have in each and every one of us? I think so. You have a choice within you to become the greatness that I know is in you. I remember when I was six years old, moving from from King Williamstown, Port Elizabeth, to really Pretoria, where I didn't know a word of Sutu or Twana or what they call it in Pretoria, Pretorian, because it's a mix of everything. So shout out to Pretoria for being creative and really mixing up the languages out there, because I never knew if I was speaking Sutu or Twana or whatever, but now I can confidently say I understand what you're saying to me. I might not be able to speak it, but I know what you were saying to me. But when I was six years old, I remember being outlined and um being the outcast continually i remember my uh, the people that i thought were my friends calling me that i'm calling me a coconut and telling me um i've got such a big head and how i'm so skinny you know people will tell tell you a lot about your life but the funny thing is is that they don't really know who you truly are i remember feeling insecure i remember going into a shell and being shy and not necessarily understanding why I'm going through this thing. And, uh, I, I, I titled that season of my life rejection. I'm going to title a couple of seasons of my life, uh, but this season of my life was rejection. And, uh, how I handled rejection at that time was, uh, very destructive, but, uh, I'm grateful for the fact that I rose above that rejection and, uh, I see rejection as something differently. But I went through that journey. I remember not fitting in, surrounding myself with, uh, with a whole lot of people and never really fitting in. Always believing that there's something special about my life, but not knowing what it necessarily was. What do you do in that situation where, you don't know what to do with your life. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know if you actually have what it takes to to be this this person that you're dreaming. I remember I had dreams back then that I would be this amazing presenter on TV. I remember watching Yo TV and KTV and wanting to be those Yo TV kids, you know. I remember watching Wild Room back in the day and uh, thinking, "Hey, but I feel like I can do this." But at the same time doubting myself so much because nobody validated who I was. Who are you when nobody gives you praise? How do you rise above that? Because those are some of the things that you need. Back then, I didn't know how to do it, but I'm grateful that I grew out of myself. Can you actually even believe that I was so shy and so held back? I can't believe it sometimes, but I went through that journey and it was quite interesting. Uh, to to finish off uh, primary school, I think one of the greatest gifts that uh, I was given was the ability to to enter sports. I think sports really changed my life uh, in a huge direction. I remember trying out cricket, doing really well in cricket, then going into soccer, enjoying soccer, and then actually playing hockey and uh, getting provincial colors for hockey and doing well in hockey, you know. I think hockey saved my life at a time because moving from primary school to high school, I was really passionate about hockey and really playing that provincial sport. And uh, I remember I got introduced to smoking at a very young age. I was a rebel, guys. I'll I'll be honest with you. I remember being so adventurous and trying new things because I wanted to experience life in its entirety. I remember going... uh to to the back of the 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 scoreboards uh, at school in high school and um my friend handing me a cigarette and trying out the cigarette and I almost dying cuz my lungs couldn't take it but you know what I I made a decision at that time that I wasn't going to do smoking because uh I felt like it was going to affect my performance in sports and sports really changed my life and um I'm grateful for sports because it kept me out of a lot of trouble and that trouble uh 
Actually, you came back at a later stage. You know, I was serious about sports. But remember, I told you that the season was titled Rejection. I remember almost getting despondent at the fact that my hockey wasn't as at the level it wanted to be at. I, w- I told you that I'd been playing provincial hockey. I'd gone through that journey. And it was very interesting to see how the system at the time really made me feel small again. I was rejected in high school w- with, um, with, with regards to my hockey. And uh, I never really played uh, provincial hockey after grade nine. It was a sad time for me. Which led me to the very first house party that I ever went to in grade 9. Now let's think back. Let's walk on this journey and think back to that first house party you went on. I know my first house party was crazy. I never knew what I was expecting. And uh, I was that kid. I was literally the only black person at that party. You know, people have a lot of expectations over you when you're that black kid. When you're, when you're, when you're there and you, you don't know what you're doing. You, you're not fitting in. For the majority of my life, I've never fitted in. Back then, I was very uncomfortable with it. Right now, I embrace it because I realized I was never meant to fit in. I was called for something different, a greater call. But I remember going to those house parties and, uh, the kids, the white kids would really make circles and all that. And I love, I love white kids. White kids are the greatest, man. I had a lot of white friends. I still have a lot of white friends today. And, uh, my white friends would go in and do funny moves in that circle. I'm like, but this doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, hip hop is playing and some guy is doing the sprinkler in the middle of the circle. I'm like, bro, that's not how you do it. I remember stepping out for the first time in those circles and people going crazy. I enjoyed those times because I was the center of attention for once in my life. I told you I'd been rejected, but in those moments, I was the center of attention because I, there was nobody else out there like me. I remember drinking for the first time in grade nine at that first house party and uh, how my dad had to pick me up after that, that party. I got so sloshed at that house party that when my dad picked me up, he's like, some people, you're drunk. I'm like, no, I'm not drunk. I think somebody spiked my drink. I don't know what happened to me. Like... And I think I actually vomited in the car, but um, my dad uh, never actually told me the details of that drive back. And I'm not too proud of those those details, but I'm gonna be real with you today and share those share those details because this is the journey of, of who I am and how I got to where I'm I'm at today. I went to those house parties. I drank a lot over those years. Uh, I go, I was so business minded at the time. I remember I had a good friend of mine, uh, Mark, and uh, I used to hang out a lot with Mark. We played sports together. We used to go to these parties, do the most at these parties. We were so influential at those parties that we decided to start a cash bar business at 15 years old, 15, 16 years old. Um, I mean, Kids want to get uh, alcohol and all of that. And uh, at the time, I remember it was very hard to get alcohol because everybody looked young. But Mark's mom always used to hook us up and uh, we'd uh, give us some money and she'd go to the bottle store for us and get the booze that we needed. We used to rock up at these house parties with bags and bags of alcohol. I'm not promoting the fact that we you should be doing this uh, at a young age, but this is my story and uh, I hope that uh, you don't get influenced on this journey to do the rebellious things I used to do. We used to sell alcohol and make money from these parties. We were so business-minded that we stood out and we made out things. We used to get invited to so many house parties because of the mere fact that we could hook up everybody with alcohol and sell it at... um. At a premium rate. I'm going to say a premium rate because uh, nobody else was selling alcohol. So we decided the value of a, 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 a bottle of uh, Hunters or a bottle of uh, Storm. It was great times. Uh, but one of the defining moments of my life, and uh, I think this is when my life shifted 
um, and my perspective of rejection really shifted. I realize now that rejection is not a, a destination or a final definition of who you are and what people feel you are, but rather rejection is a is a redirection, is a redirection of what you're capable of and where you're supposed to be going. Your perspective on any situation in life it really defines how you the value of your life and where you will go with your life. Don't see rejection as uh, being a failure or not being worthy. No, rejection really pushes you and redirects the paths of where you're supposed to be. I remember the first time going to church, and this was a defining moment over my life. I was 16 years old. I rocking up at uh, this church called CRC. Not knowing what I was going into, my mom forced me to go to this uh, to this church on Sunday morning because I think she believed I was a lost case. You know, I was doing well in my academics in primary school. I did well in my academics in grade eight, but in grade nine, I decided that academics wasn't a priority to me. So, in at sixteen, my mom, after a night out uh, selling booze and stuff like that, decided to take me to church, and I'm grateful for that. But back then, um. I don't think I had a hangover, but I was just damn tired from partying until the AMs. And uh, I remember rocking up at church, not knowing what I was doing at church. And um, I was just not for religion. I remember being so rebellious um, with religion and not believing in this thing called church. But I rocked up at this church and I remember listening to this pastor and um, he was sharing a lot of wise words about for me, the moment that touched me was the when he decided to say that we should bow our heads and close our eyes and uh, ask ourselves if we've allowed uh, Jesus to take control of our lives. And um, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know how to explain it to you, but I remember just feeling so sad, having a tear rolling down my face and then feeling the butterflies in my stomach, not knowing what's happening to me because I thought I had it all together. I was figuring this thing like called life out and um, I was slowly becoming more and more popular. But um, that moment changed my life forever and I decided before I even knew to be at the front and really give my life to Jesus. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but um, I think that was one of the most life-changing experiences of my life. Life-changing because uh, I re got to realize who I am and where my life is supposed to be. I remember in that moment valuing myself and understanding that my life has a purpose. I'm valuable. I used to remember um, declarations that I had to say over myself to build my confidence. I'm a winner. I am the righteousness of God. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And it made me realize that faith isn't necessarily a feeling but rather... Um, Acknowledging the facts uh, as they are, but believing the truth that God says over your life. Faith is believing the truth and promises over, of, that God has over your life, but, uh, and not, be, and not standing for the facts. It's about stepping up and really challenging yourself to go above what the circumstances dictate. That season of my life is termed growth. I grew so much over those years. Uh, I remember being more intentional about being a leader. I got to realize that uh, leadership isn't really about a position or a title, but really serving. It was grade 11 when we used to have these leadership classes with our headmaster, Mr. Schroeder, in uh, high school. And he used to talk about servant leadership. It made me realize that um, the the views of leadership and polit politics, in, in essence, were really about p p positions and power and all of that. But... I got to realize that it's all about humbling yourself, being the example, standing up for not what's right and uh, really fighting injustice. It got, it stirred something in me, but at the time I didn't know what that was, but I kept on pursuing, I kept on growing, I kept on understanding 
um, who I am and where I wanted to go with my life. It was it was truly an inspiring stage of my life. I grew so much over those years, and uh, my academics actually picked up. I was doing actually well in uh, in high school. I got serious in my matric. I didn't know what I was gonna study, but uh, I I remember being passionate about maths and and numbers and all of that. So I decided uh, that I was going to be serious about my studies, get get the distinctions that I wanted and get the distinction for maths because I, I really felt that I was capable of getting a distinction for maths. But my marks at the time were around 40 and 50 percent. But um, I got to realize that when you apply yourself and you're very intentional in life, you get to realize a lot about yourself. You get you're able to rise above the circumstances and really make a statement. I mean, my marks in June were about 60% for mathematics and then they shot up to some other level when it came to November, December because I was so intentional about where I wanted to be at. I remember my marks moving from 61% to 93%. When I got 93% for maths, I knew. I was like, yeah, I can do this thing. I'm the shit. I've never failed at maths and now I actually have got the distinction that I wanted. I decided to go study industrial engineering and uh, that was a very interesting journey. I told you that this season of my life was titled Growth. I'd never failed, but the journey to university was very interesting. And as I share that journey with you um, on going to university and understanding university and understanding what life is all about after high school, I got truly humbled. I remember moving from high school thinking that I've, I can do anything now. I've, I got this in the bag. I can study and become who I want to be. I went into university never having failed a module, a subject or anything. And uh, failing the first time in my life was really a tough one for me because I didn't know how to handle it. I'd been rejected. I'd been, I may, I, they made me feel small. But failing on my terms and having a part to play in not feeling worthy was something that made me question a, a lot of things. You know, failure is one of the most beautiful things when I look back because your failure doesn't define who you are. Back then, I thought it defined who I am. But I want to tell you today that your failure isn't final. Your failure is ra- rather a stepping stone to where you're supposed to be. It, it'll push you to rise above. Take the word fail, F-A-I-L. I don't see the word failure as something negative or fail as something negative, but rather your first attempt in learning. That's all you need to see failure as. You've got everything you need to you to be a success. You've already succeeded. You just need to make your mind up that no matter what the circumstances dictate, you will rise above. I almost got kicked out in university in, in first year. I failed so much that I got a nice red letter from the university saying, Dear Mr. Petros, we after upon review of your results in the first semester, we are in the unfortunate we have an unfortunate circumstance of telling you that um, if you do not pick up your performance in the second semester, we will have to expel you or re- remove you from the university or you have to study something different. I don't remember the exact words, but I remember them telling me that I don't have what it takes. You're a failure. And if you don't step up, you're going to get kicked out. That's what I got from the message. And um, how, what do you do in that moment? How do you rise above your failure? And uh, I had to make up the mind that I was not going to allow this situation to define who I was. I remember working hard in university and still failing and working harder and still failing. But there came a point when I'd failed so much but I hadn't given up that success started knocking on my doors. I was persistent. 
I kept on going. And your persistence will be the catalyst that allows you to rise above and keep going. I persisted. I worked hard. I I passed some modules. I had to deregister some modules so that they didn't see those as failures. But uh, it it came to the end of uh, my first year and the university told me that I could carry on. I was like, okay, there's hope for me. I can keep going now. Let's keep this thing moving forward. There's hope on this thing called life and this journey. And uh, I went on. First year became second year. And uh, second year in terms of time, but not second year academically. I was first year for about two and a half years in varsity. And uh, it was okay, man. That was an interesting phase in my life. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I got to discover who I am. The friends that I had been with on in, in high school and primary school uh, left me and went ahead. And I followed behind and uh, I was uh, alone and I uh, had to make new friends. I, I got to discover a lot about myself on that journey. And uh, that growth was amazing. I learned so much in that journey and um I carried on. Second year became third year. And in third year I decided, okay, I'm I've I've got this thing Vasti figured out figured out. What more is there to Vasti? I mean Vasti is a great experience. I'd done the whole partying scene, I'd done the whole drinking thing, but I wanted more from Vasti. I wanted to learn something different and uh there all there's all sorts of societies in varsity. And what I wanna share with you when it comes to Vasti is that University is not necessarily about the piece of paper you get at the end of the journey, but rather the lessons you learn about yourself, the people you meet, and what those lessons do for you in life. I joined a leadership development program at the university at the time, and uh, it was called SIF. It's now called Enactus. And a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, I remember Weza actually interviewing these guys from Enactus. So I joined Enactus in in my third year of varsity, and uh, that changed my life forever. I told you I was insecure and shy and uh, Inactus really pushed me out of my comfort zone. I joined Inactus and uh, the first meeting I went to, they asked uh, who would like to be a speaker at one of their competitions. I've never done speaking. I was scared to be a speaker and talk in front of people. I remember doing Afrikaans speeches in uh, high school and uh, being so scared of standing in front of my teachers. My teachers telling me all sorts of things and... uh, I remember doing Afrikaans speeches because I studied Afrikaans in uh, in grade in grade from grade ten to twelve, and doing Afrikaans speeches. And um, okay, I, let me be honest with you, I never wrote the speeches. I had a good friend of mine, and I always give him credit for these speeches, because um, my good Indian friend Shailen used to write his Afrikaans speeches uh, for his Afrikaans class, and what I would do is photocopy Shailen's speech. And, uh, read it in my Afrikaans class. Shailen was a good friend. He looked after me and we, we, we had to look out for each other. I remember reading Shailen's speeches in Afrikaans and my, my Afrikaans teacher say, saying that I, I'd done so well in my speech construction and everything. Baya prachtiges, um, mundeling some Excuse my Afrikaans if I said it wrong because once I left Afrikaans, I never went back. But uh, I was never confident when it came to speaking and talking in front of people. And little did I know that joining this leadership development program at the university, that I was having a moment where I would be colliding with destiny. I decided to be a speaker and step out of my comfort zone. But uh, that really aligned my life with the purpose that I was called out for. And uh, I wouldn't be speaking to you today if it wasn't for that, that program. 
I got to speak uh, at the the competition, the intravarsity competition. They loved what I had to do. I learned my lines. I had to do a 24-minute speech. Now, for a guy who's never spoken in front of people and never been confident about speaking in front of people, to saying a 24-minute speech and people applauding you for that speech, that was a life-changing moment for me. I did so well in that speech that they selected me to be a, an, a national competition speaker. So I got to represent the University of Pretoria at the national competition with four other, four other speakers. And talk about the projects that we'd been working on uh, as uh, Saif at the time. Now that moment was a life-changing experience. I told you that I was uncomfortable with talking in front of 30 classmates. Now to get to a national competition where you represent your university, that was amazing. Because when you get to speak at that competition, you speak in front of thousands of people. Now I had never been confident of speaking in front of 30 people. When I got to speak in front of thousands of people, I found my confidence. I found myself. I got to discover who I am. And that was amazing. That was a life-changing experience simply because I got to realize that no matter what you go through in life, no matter how tough things may be, when you challenge yourself to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you might be colliding with destiny. I got to collide with destiny. And I remember thinking on that stage that, you know what? I was created for this. This is what I've always wanted to do. I've never felt so alive in my life. I went to speak there and it was amazing. I enjoyed each and every moment. It got me thinking about back when I was, back then when I was a kid saying that I wanted to be this presenter and talking in front of people but never having the confidence because I didn't believe in myself. I got to speak in front of those people and that pushed me and projected me to the next step. I remember going to a radio interview with my cousin. My cousin's a chef actually and he had an interview at uh, YFM and sitting in the lounge there made me feel alive again as well. I was like, but I can do this thing. I never knew how I was going to do it, but uh, I wanted to do it. I finished my degree. I went through Enactus and Scythe. I did, we did so well at Enactus and Scythe that um, I got to represent our country in my final year of varsity. I was a... Uh, I was a risk taker in my life and uh, looking back, I, I got to realize that risks uh, really challenged me to keep on growing and stepping up. I got to represent my country on a global stage after stepping out of my comfort zone. That's a life-changing experience. Over the space of a year, I developed confidence in speaking. I developed confidence in leadership. I got to understand where my life was supposed to be. I wasn't always meant to be an engineer. Uh, I studied engineering, but what you'd study doesn't necessarily define who you will be or where you will end up. I went through Enactus. I got to go to Cancun, Mexico in my final year of varsity. And that was a humbling experience. That growth was amazing. That season of my life was truly inspiring. I went from rejection to re redirection into growth and was amazing. I got to finish my degree at varsity and went on to the next season of my life. And that, that season of my life is called purpose. I had gotten to experience what my life is supposed to be about. But I never gotten to actually implement everything that I wanted to pursue with my life. Life is a series of choices. The greatest gift that you were ever given in your life was choice. With choice, you can literally decide if you want to be a victim of your circumstances or if you will be the victor that really lives their life on their terms. In 2014, when I had finished my degree and uh, had my first year of varsity, uh, first year outside of varsity, I had a choice to make. Was I going to be the individual that uh, just did what everybody else did? that literally just followed what everybody else was going to do? 
No, I'd, I'd, I'd never fitted in my life. I'd never fitted in any group. I was an outlier. Why would I make the choice to be like everyone else when I was so used to not fitting in? I made a decision, a crazy decision in, uh, in my first year outside of varsity. And that decision really changed the trajectory of my life. I'd finished my degree. I finally had a piece of paper that my parents always wanted me to, to get. But now was my chance to really pursue my dreams. I had a lot of dreams. And this was the time, my opportunity to pursue those dreams. I finished. I was supposed to start working. I was supposed to go to Ermelo and start working for my bursary company. But I decided to be a rebel and tell my bursary company that, you know what? I want to do my honors. I didn't want to do my honors, but I said that I wanted to do my honors. But I just wanted to pursue my dreams. I did my honors part-time and I was pushing passion full-time. And I went on this journey. It was a very interesting one because I look back. I left my, I left varsity. I started doing honors part time and I was pushing passion. What did that mean for me? I didn't know where to start, but I just decided to start. I remember talking to a friend and telling them this is what I wanted to do. I want to speak in front of people. I don't know where to start, but let's do this thing. But I want to emphasize something very important with your passion and where you want to go and your dreams and all of that. Sometimes you might not know how you're going to get there, but there's always that one step that you can take. And what you do with that one step will really open up a door to take the next step. I took one step. I decided to go start speaking in schools. And uh, speaking in those schools was crazy, man. <laughs> I started speaking in schools. And uh, the first school I ever spoke at was Mamilodi High School. Now, if you've ever spoken at schools, you'll appreciate the fact that uh, speaking in, in front of high school kids is one of the toughest things that you'll ever do with your life. If you can speak in front of high school kids and command their attention, you can speak in front of any crowd. I went to speak in front of these high school kids, grade 11s, 12s, thinking that they know it all and just sharing a bit of my story and sharing principles that I'd learned. I was really bad at the time. I, I, I thought I could speak, but when it comes to really inspiring kids to go after their dreams, I was horrible. But, uh, I didn't allow the fact that I was horrible to deter me and stop me from going, but I just kept on going and keep on, I kept on developing myself and developing this craft. I was passionate. I was invested. I wanted to change lives. And I, this is stuff that I always wanted to do. And, uh, I remember back then in 2014, I decided to, to be very intentional with everything that I do. I'd never been serious about my social media game. And back then, social media wasn't serious as it, as serious as it is today. There wasn't a thing called influencers and, uh, having influencers uh, push you and all of that and push your brands. I was just very serious about sending a message and trying to inspire people to step out of their comfort zone and be the, pe- the pe- people they were called to be. I, st- I decided to set, start tweeting and stuff, start speaking in schools and to start pushing, um, my passions of uh, radio and all of that. I remember emailing TV stations and radio stations, um, just telling them this is who I am. Radio was the first step. And, uh, I think I'll share that, that bit of the journey, um, some other time when, uh, the rest of the guys are in studio because that story is a, a truly crazy one. And, uh, there were a couple of guys that I shared that journey with. And those are the guys that I host the show with, you know, Weza Matomane, Lesejo Mapanga and Vaughn Thiel. Those are individuals that um, really were hungry and pursuing a dream that uh, wasn't really made manifest at the moment. But we were hungry and uh, we started speaking in schools. We, st- we were very intentional with our journey. We started with social media. We started with schools. Social media at the time. I want to share these stories because a lot of people think that uh, the journey to, to where you are is uh, a very easy one. People look at the amount of followers you have today and think that, yo, this person, they've always been fortunate and uh, it was easy for them. 
Nah, man. Nah, fam. In 2014, I had just over 100 followers. I think I actually had 132 followers in, followers in April before I started to be very intentional with my journey. And uh, when I decided to be intentional, I had to find what that intentional message was going to be. I didn't have a hashtag or something special at the time, but I remember sitting and thinking, what do I want people to to get from me? I don't want people to look at me and uh, say, oh, look at some PUA, he's doing amazing things, but not do stuff with their life. I wanted people to understand that they've got a role to play and uh, their dreams, the reality of their dreams is on the other side of their sacrifice and hard work. So I wanted people to realize that they have a, a, a role and responsibility. They have an a action that they need to implement that will allow them to leave their mark on history. That's when I started the hashtag leave your mark. And I didn't know where it was going to end up, but uh, it ended up being something that's, that's, that's very intense. It's a continual expression of who I want and believe you can be. There's a journey out there and I believe that you can leave your mark in every area of your life. Leaving your mark doesn't mean that you need to be remembered in history. It just means that you are an individual and you have a part to play in shaping not only your future, but the future of the country and the world. I'm passionate about the youth simply because I believe we are the future. And as the future, we need to start creating that future today. John H. Shaw once said that the future isn't a place that we're going to, it's one that we're creating. The paths aren't found but made and the activity of making changes both the creator and the destination. You have a part to play in shaping your future. And back then when I had uh, 132 followers, I didn't know where my my trajectory or where I was going to end up. But I want to emphasize to you today that when you are intentional, disciplined and consistent in what you are saying out there, when you not only draw attention to yourself but make people realize that they have a role and responsibility and you are intentionally inspiring people to step out and become who they're supposed to be, people will appreciate you and invest in you. I found people following me for no reason simply because I was just posting tweets on um, various quotes that I I believed uh, stood for something and things that I thought up as I was going along. Everything that I tweet and everything that I've tweeted before was just what I believe I'm going through in this season and something that's very powerful in the journey going ahead. I used to tweet back then things like, you aren't a, a victim of your circumstances, but rather the blueprint to your future. I tweeted so many things and my following grew slowly but surely. And uh, my following ended up where it is today just because I was intentional. It's not about the amount of followers, likes or retweets you get. It's about the message and the purpose behind what you're doing. You need to ask yourself, okay, you want to achieve this. This is where I want to go. But why do you want to get there? What's the purpose behind it? Because if there's no purpose in what you're doing, what's the point of pursuing it? That's where I got to understand the season I was in. Purpose isn't, isn't about you. It's really about the people that are around you and how you positively impact their lives. You have something so great in you. You have a story. You have, you have lessons to share and powerful principles to share with people out there in the world that nobody else can do. And when you are intentional with, with your approach, trust me, you will get to where you're supposed to be. I went on a journey of re- rejection. I went on a journey of growth. I went on this journey of purpose. And this is where I'm at at this moment. I've told you many times over the past few years when we joined Close Central, how I was working here, how I, I left my job and decided to really pursue this purpose and passion. 
This journey called life isn't easy. Life isn't supposed to be easy. But I promise you, when you stay true to yourself and what you believe in, your purpose will propel you and push you into positions that you can influence so many lives. It's all about being intentional with where you want to go and intentional with who you want to be. I live by five words. And I think I've said it before, but I want to say them again today. These five words continually push me to where I want to go. I live by expression simply because I believe my life is an intentional expression. And um, that intentional expression is there to inspire you to leave your mark. I live by a word called consistency because I believe that consistency is the only currency that counts. It will be the only currency that propels you and puts you where you're supposed to be. The difference between your goal and your destination is consistency plus discipline. So stay disciplined and stay consistent and you will make it no matter how many times you fail. Be consistent. I live by another word, intention. You gotta be intentional with each and every word and action that you put in there. It's time to shift your perspective from yourself to other people. Celebrate other people's victories. And trust me, when you make it and when you get to that place of success, people will celebrate you. It's all about the words that you say to people. I don't know what's wrong with society nowadays. Um, there isn't a sincerity of complimenting people. If you admire something from somebody, don't come there with um, some standard or some funny vibes. Just compliment a person and move on with life. It's all about you investing in other people because when you invest in other people, people will invest in you. So be intentional with how you live your life. Another word I love by is influence because I believe that popularity commands attention, but influence always inspires action. You're, you're an influential force. You just need to make up your mind and the choice today to influence other people into their greatness. Because when you do that, you are going to be a force to be reckoned with in this world. Another word I live by is simple. I think one of the, the greatest, the greatest things that I've realized in this, this life and in this journey is being a leader. So leadership is something else that I live by. Leadership is very important because in order for the future to be created, you need to lead yourself first of all and be intentional in developing other leaders. Leaders isn't, leadership isn't about having so many followers. It's about cultivating other leaders. And if you can cultivate other leaders, you're literally cultivating the future. This is a journey and life is a, is a combination of experiences and memories. And I think the most valuable thing you can do with your life is really create memories and enjoy your memories. I don't know what happened to you, but I want to share this with you today that no matter what happened to you in the past you have a moment and this is your moment right now and uh you have a choice to make in this moment you can allow what happened to you to define you or you can decide that from this moment going forward that no matter what happens what happened to you you're not going to allow it to be who you are enjoy the art of becoming create a life that you love because it's in that intention and in that growth and in those moments where you get to realize that life isn't really based on what people think of you or what they say about you. Life is based on who you believe you are. There's so many other stories that I can share with you today. But I just wanted to share the beginning and how, how I got to where I'm at today. And uh, I think... The reason why I wanted to share those principles is simple. you got to understand where I come from and you need to understand my struggles because when we move forward and we talk about the, the, the solutions and creating the future, you need to understand that I've also been through those struggles. We all go through struggles in life, but how we allow them to define our lives is based on your choice. 
You have a powerful opportunity to step up in each and every moment in your life. You don't have to allow failure to define you. You can decide to stay faithful no matter what happens to you. Stay faithful in this process. Stay faithful in life and always stay true to yourself because it's in staying true to yourself that you can really be authentic in the delivery of everything that you're supposed to deliver. You'll never truly discover yourself until you decide that you were going to be yourself. What the world tells you is to be like everyone else. That's what society dictates uh, in pop culture and everything. But what the world needs is for you to be different, for you to be yourself, because it's in you being you that you have the most impact out there. So step up in that in that regard and stay true to yourself, because it's one of the toughest things that you'll do with your life, but it's also one of the most fulfilling. Another thing that you need to realize is that you have to play your part in this journey. We, I understand that we want to get to places and uh, the past really affected all of us. But you don't need to be, feel entitled to anything. Don't stop waiting for life to give you what you deserve. Life doesn't owe you anything. If we all lived like that, we were, we, we will never progress in this life. When you take life by the balls, literally, and really decide that you want this, you will get what you want because your actions will speak louder than what you feel you deserve. And that's where you need to get to play your part and take responsibility to achieve the dreams that you've always wanted to achieve. Because it's in that push that you get to discover where you're supposed to be. And finally, unlock your greatness. Because I've been saying this the whole time, that there is greatness in you. I don't, I don't believe what happened when I was in grade 6, grade 5 really made me who I am or, or really shaped my my being or whatever but i believe that those are lessons that i can share that on on how i overcame my life in order to become who i want to be we all experience life a lot of things happen but your greatness isn't defined by your past it isn't defined by what people say or think about you it's truly defined by who you decide to be decide today because you have the opportunity today to step up and be who you were called to be it's been a great honor and pleasure to share some of my stories with you today. And I'm going to share some of these stories going forward. The next chapter of my story is really going to be on uh, persevering patiently and faithfully fighting for your future. Because it's in faithfully fighting and patiently persevering that everything that you wanted to be can be realized and be a reality. I haven't made it. I, I don't think I'll ever make it. Because I never want to make it. I never want to settle in life. I've got so many dreams. I've got crazy dreams. I don't know if I've shared these dreams with you before. But one of my dreams is to drive an Audi R8 only on Sunday. Only. That's my dream. I don't want to drive it on Monday to Saturday. I want my Sunday car to be there. Set out for cruising on a Sunday. It doesn't make sense to you, right? But my dream doesn't need to make sense to you. It's supposed to make sense to me because I believe in it. And when people tell you that your dream is crazy or they laugh at you, that's when you know your dream is big enough. That's when it challenges people. People get uncomfortable in your pursuit of your dreams. And when they tell you to to settle down and or they try and drag you down to their level, never settle. Because you were never created to settle. You were never meant to stand in. Unlock your greatness and become who you were destined to be. Because it's in becoming who you were destined to be that you will leave your mark. Cliffcentral.com